Well, welcome to Ayers Christian, uh, uh, Christian Center Church, where we are equipping the body of Christ. We just thank you and we welcome you for tuning in today. And let's just go before the Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, as we come before you, Lord, we just thank you. We praise you. We give you all honor and glory. We thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in the earth this day, Lord. We thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, and the blood that was shed on the cross for our sins. And we apply that blood over our lives, over the circumstances in our lives, everything that we're connected to. And Father, as we become before you today, we just thank you, Lord. We give you praise that this is the day that you have made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. And we just look for a... Uh, the, we expect you to move this day, Lord, that the chains will be broken. People will be healed, delivered, and set free. And we just thank you for that, Lord. With all praise, honor, and glory, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 At this time, we are... Uh, What's happening in the world is especially we should spend our time with Jesus Christ. Amen. Talking to God. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. There he was just waiting in our old familiar place. An empty spot beside him. Where once I used to wait To be filled with strength and wisdom For the battles of the day I would have passed him by again But I clearly heard him say I miss my time with you all those moments together I need to be with you each day And it hurt me when you say You're too busy You're busy trying to serve me But how can you serve me yet If you speak Tell me how can I truly care All my efforts have no meaning If your presence isn't there But you'll provide the power If I take time to pray So I'll stay right here beside you And you never have to say Lamar, I miss my time with you All those moments together I need to be with you each day And it hurt me when you say You're too busy You're busy trying to serve me 
But how can you serve me if your spirit is empty? There's a longing in my heart, wanting more than just a part of you. my time with you. I miss my time with you. All those moments together. I need to be with you each day. It hurts me when you say you're too busy. You're busy trying to serve sweet presence in this place and all over this world. Hallelujah.
fresh on me, Lord. Hallelujah. We need you, Lord, like never before, Lord. Send your power, send your glory. Thank you, Jesus. We bless your name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Breathe. Breathe on us, oh God. Thank you, Jesus. We bless your holy name. Hallelujah. Sweet comfort to my soul. Holy Spirit, let your joy unfold. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, sweet comfort to my soul. Let your joys unfold, Lord of the promised, power of the highest, spirit of glory, voice of the Lord, breathe. I need you to breathe. We are waiting, blessed Master, like the day of Pentecost.
Send a revival, Lord. Send a revival. Breathe on us, Lord. Breathe your comfort, Lord. Breathe your healing, Lord. Breathe. Breathe your love on me, Lord. Breathe your peace, your peace on me, Lord. Breathe, Holy Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lift your hands up where you are, Lord. We lift you up. We magnify you. We exalt you. We just thank and praise you for your presence. We thank you for breathing in this atmosphere. Holy Spirit, we thank you for breathing in this atmosphere. Continue to breathe. Breathe in the houses. Breathe in the houses. Breathe, 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 breathe. Hallelujah. Glory and honor to you. Hallelujah. 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 Glory and honor to you, Lord. We just thank and praise you for your peace, your presence, your power. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Woo. Ah, I know you feel that. Got to feel that. Hallelujah. Lord, I decrease that you may increase in Jesus' name. Let's get right into the word. Our topic today is the activation of the anointed. So let's go into 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 6. 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 6. Man, that was awesome. Appreciate Vince Lamar and Pastor Mel creating a wonderful atmosphere for us today. To pour God's word out. Mm. Wow. All right, so 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 6. It says, And the Spirit of the Lord will come upon thee, and thou shalt prophesy with them, and look, look, and shall be turned into another man, and shall be turned into another man. just want to take a second to read this from the CEV version. It says, The Spirit of the Lord will suddenly take control over you, and you'll become a different person and start prophesying right along with them. You know, his prophecy is God speaking directly through you. So people are not hearing you, they're hearing God. And, uh, you know, so if something happens when the spirit of the Lord falls upon you. Remember, uh, uh, the scripture says Elijah, uh, when, the, when the, the hand of the Lord was upon him, it said he outran the chariots to Jezreel. So... So the king was in the chariot with horses rolling. It says, 
Elijah, the hand of God went upon him. Y'all you know, know if y'all watch superhero stuff, but like uh, The Flash, you know, I don't know if y'all, actually growing up, that's my favorite superhero. The Flash, so like, like The Flash, <laughs> Elijah, who, who wasn't an Olympian, he wasn't a track star, but with the hand of God upon you, you operate, you know, like, like, like some great, uh, well, beyond a track star. So he ended up getting to the city before the horses and the chariots. Something happens when the spirit of God is upon you. I want us also to look at Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. We're going to read 20 through 26. But Hebrews, we're going to emphasize verse 26. But let's go to Hebrews 11. Actually, we'll probably just read 26 just for the sake of time. You know, Hebrews 11 is a face chapter. And, you know, I was reading through this and something stood out, stood out for me when I was reading it. And, ah, it's a lot here. Let's read 25 and 26. Uh, it says, uh, it's talking about Moses. It says, Moses, it's talking about Moses here. It says, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Look, verse 26. It says, steaming the approach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of reward. Now, the uh, CE version, C, uh, and that's a contemporary English version, says, Esteeming the reproach of the anointing, greater riches. So, esteeming the approach of the anointing, well, it says better riches. So, something happens when that, uh, when that uh, anointing, the the uh, the anointing falls on us. Of course, this in King James says Christ, and and we know Christ is the anointed one and the anointing. So, something richly happens in our life. When the spirit of the Lord falls upon us, when the anointing happens in our life. And so here it says, Moses would rather be with the promised family in a season of suffering than experiencing seasonal pleasures that would lead to eternal suffering. See, so, uh, what is it, uh, Romans, uh, um, we're going to get into it, Romans 8.18, but we're going to get into it in a second. So, so we're not, let's not focus on that because I promise to be disciplined or as we talked about master life, self-control today. All right, so Isaiah 10. Let's go to Isaiah 10 because we're talking about the activation of the anointed. And so I wanted, I mean, you, these words are thrown around a lot. But Isaiah 10 me a second to get there. I gave you time to get there or find it on your, your apps. I guess you found it quicker than me if you had the app. But Isaiah 10, 27. And it says, and it shall come to pass that in that day that his burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder. It says, and his yoke from off thy neck. And the yoke shall be destroyed. Why? Because of the anointing. So you've, we've heard in different, um, different phases of our life from different men of God, 
the anointing is the burden-removing, yoke-destroying power of God. The burden-removing, yoke-destroying power of God. So, so that's what the anointed is. So we're talking about activates, the activation of the anointed, those that are smeared with the anointing, right? And so when you think about activation, I was, you know, just, I was looking up the word and it says, make something active or operative. But, but I really like this, uh, you know, this is you know, probably some chemistry stuff, but it says, convert it to, re, to a reactive form. So, you know, I know uh, uh, there's a, a vitamin, activated charcoal, you have activated chlorine. And so, <laughs> when it says it's converted to a reactive form, it's almost like once it touches a certain element, it's uh, almost like time-released. Right, it's, it's, it's time release. So I was thinking, when I was thinking about the activated anointing, I was like, we're converted to react to burdens and yokes with destructive power. <laughs> like, like, see, because think about it. Before we're anointed, burdens and yokes are, it's, 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 you can find yourself moving in life and a burden comes, like you rolling, you, you have a momentum, a burden comes, man, man, there that go. You know, a bill comes, a debt comes, a sickness, disease comes. But, but what this is saying is we, we're being converted to uh, respond or react to these burdens and yokes different. Like something in us knows that we have the power to remove, the power to heal, the power to deliver, the power to destroy. Right. So let's look here at Luke 24. Luke, just setting the foundation for us, Luke 24. Because what God has been showing me is that, uh, okay, so, so we're going to Luke 24, Luke 24, 49. And so what God's been showing me is, he says, so, so this world is funny because when, when there's burdens and there's yokes and there's hurdles and there's obstacles and there's catastrophes, you know, People are quick to pass judgment on me. What kind of God would allow that? Or if God was up there, why did he be doing that? He says, if I was a, a human or if I was like one of your peers, I would, uh, I would probably respond to uh, their expectations. You know, it's like somebody coaching from the stands. Why don't he put such and such in the game? Man, put him in the game, man. You know, somebody, you know, but, but, you know, the person that's in the game understands why that person's not in the game right now. You know what I'm saying? He said, but the person that's in the stands, you know, you know, people from the stands think they're the best coaches in the world. Uh, well, I think we're, a lot of times we're in the stands and we're trying to coach God's vision and God's purpose and God's game. But what God, God told me in this season, he says, well, you know, like, because so, if you watch a game, let me try to stay focused. So you watch a game and you go, man, uh, uh, they should run a press or they should do this. Man, why don't they do this? Man, this would be a good time to do that. But, but there's, God has his timing. I was talking to uh, some of the guys from Guy Talk yesterday. So we do a debrief, me and a couple of the guys. And so I was teaching on vision. And so, so I taught a segment of it. So these two guys were like, both of them were thinking at the same time, this would be a good place for 
a lot of us to jump in because stuff was stimulating them. You know, they were like, this would be a good place and he could just let us jump in right here. Well, I think they said 30 seconds later or whatever later, I did exactly what they was thinking. So then they were both on the phone going, man, you know, uh, I guess he, you know, it was the Holy Spirit, but I guess he knows what he's doing. Look, we always thinking God should jump in right now. God would be a good time to jump in right now. Hey, God, it'd be a good time for this. Hey, God, if you have a plan, it'll be a great opportunity now to implement that plan. But I've seen this. God's timing is always on time. And so what he's saying is I'm about to activate my anointing. Like, so, so now we're getting advanced information again. (laughs) You know, he that has ears to hear, let him hear, hearken. Listen with the intent to obey. We get some advanced information. You're about to see God's anointed in operation. He's about to activate his anointing. And his anointing, his anointed are being dispersed, deployed, like to remove burdens and yokes all over the world. All right. So I just wanted to slip that in uh, because that's what God has, has revealed to me. All right. Advanced information again. All right. So, uh. 2449, right? It says, and behold, I send the promise of my father upon you. It says, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. So you be endued. So now this is Jesus talking to the disciples. So look here, the disciples are following him. And now this is the end of Luke. So he's following them and, you know, he's talking to them about his transition. But before he transitions, he was telling them, he says, man, I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm going to leave you a comforter. Right? It's uh, John chapter 14. He says the Holy Spirit. Uh, John chapter 14 through 16. He says, hey, he's going to show you things to come. But he's talking about the, 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 the I'm going to send the Spirit. Uh, and, and he tells them right now, he says, okay, now go to Jerusalem. Tarry in Jerusalem. Wait in Jerusalem. You're going to be endowed. You're going to be uh, injected with power, right? Now, he, 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 he's talking about the anointing. He says, you're going to be injected with power, right? And then Acts chapter 1. So let's go to Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. Now this is, uh, this is, you know, you got to realize this is all in this same process. It's in red letters in my Bible. And verse 8 it says, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the world. Now, you know, wherever you located, it may be, you know, in Newark, in New Jersey, uh, in the United States to the uttermost parts of the world. It may be in, in Charlotte, in North Carolina, into the uh, United States, the uttermost parts of the world, in Columbus, in Ohio, uh, to the uttermost parts of the world. It may be a whole lot of different uh, things that's being extended to the uttermost parts of the world, <laughs> if that makes sense. Uh, but here it says we'll be, well, that power is for a reason. 
So that anointing is for a reason and you'll be a witness. And we were talking about this in the last service, a message coming up, uh, watered down witness. You know, you know, a true witness presents a level, not just of power, but a level of victory. So a, a witness has, the Bible says you overcome them by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. He, the, a witness has, is talking to you about the impact of the anointing in their lives, God's victory in their lives, uh, signs, wonders, and miracles. And so, so, so a, a witness is not just talking because ain't nobody really paying you no mind, but a witness words have a certain level of authority and power behind them, but it has a level of uh, conviction because this, it, they're genuine, and, but they're genuine because this is something this person lives and experiences. You know, you ever communicated with someone that they're talking about something they heard about? It doesn't come across the same way. Remember the uh, uh, sons of Sceva was trying to cast out a demon. They saw Paul, how he operated in power, binding and loosing. It was like, we cast you out in the name of Jesus that Paul preaches. <laughs> and, and so the demon says, well, you know, Paul we know, Jesus we know, but who are you? And, and they said these, these demons jumped on t- all on top of them. Well, they, they, were, they were like mall cops, you know, or they were like, uh, you know, c- citizens that, that, that try to make themselves officers. You know, they bought a badge, but it doesn't have the power of the police force behind them. And so same deal, like the anointed has the power of God uh, behind them. The anointed has the, they have the power of God behind them. Zechariah 8 um, I don't have that for you guys to display, but Zechariah 8.10, it says, uh, not by power, not by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord. This, you know, what it's saying is not by our own individual power, not by our own individual might, but by the anointing, (laughs) but by the anointing. Let's go to Romans 8, Romans 8. Again, setting the foundation for some week, a couple, probably teach on this for a couple of weeks, but give you some scriptures to work. Romans 8, 18 through 21. Romans 8, 18. Oh, I love this. Love this. Romans 8. All right, let's look at verse 18. It says, For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. So there's a, there's, a, there's a position in a lot of our lives where it looks like we're, uh, it has the, um, the picture of suffering. Uh, that word suffering there means restraint, retaliation. So that means something's coming against us that we're allowing for a particular time until God tells us, because see, we're fearfully and wonderfully made, uh, God is... Uh, a lot of times he's empowered us, but when, when you're empowered, God releases you when to use that power. You know, first of all, Jesus, who came down on high and, and uh, the Holy Spirit uh, fell upon him, which will, I believe, I have something, we'll get to that in a second. And so he was anointed before he did any miracles. He was, he was anointed with the same power that we're talking about with any miracles. miracles. That's why the scripture says, if any man be in Christ, submerged in the anointing. It says, old things have passed away, all things become new, right? And so, 
Jesus had this power, but Jesus didn't use all the power for him. He says, I'm not here to do my will, but the will of the Father. So a lot of times the hold up on us uh, having the anointing or operating the anointing is God wants to make sure we've given our will to him. Because having a level of anointing and power that can remove burdens and yokes that God can use you for signs, wonders, and miracles, everybody can't handle that. Some people will walk around wearing that as a badge. Yeah, you know, I heal folk. What? But you need healing? Come on over here, little, little fella. Come over here. Now, that's, that's, that's not what God wants, how, how he wants us to operate. All of a sudden, you, you know, just like, you know, uh, kids have lemonade stand, you got a healing stand. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'm sorry, I just pictured that. You, know, you just got a healing stand where you're charging people for healing, you know. That's not what it's for, man. That's like, see, but when, when your will is in the way, God can't use you. So, so a lot of times God takes you through this suffering of this present time to uh, break your, your will to release his spirit with it. You see what I'm saying? Because, if, you know, we can put a cap on it when we try to control it or use it for ourselves. Right? That makes sense? All right? So that's why um, uh, they're suffering for this present time or restrain retaliation. Let's go here, verse 19. Uh, look, it says, For the earnest expectation of the creature waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. So here he's saying that we're restraining a certain level of retaliation and while we're in a certain level of restraint, it says all creation is really, like, you know, I talk about this in, in, uh, in me and my wife, we talked about this in, in marriages and relationships, like we, you ever, you, you ever, well, some of y'all dealing with this now, but you ever get into a relationship and you know something's missing but you don't know what it is, but because of how we're designed, We'll, we'll say, well, you ain't doing what you need to do. You need to do this. But you don't even know if that's really what the person needs to do. You just trying, you trying, like you're trying this, you know, you know, the wife may go, well, things ain't going right because you ain't took me on vacation. Vacation might not be the answer. So you go on vacation and be like, that ain't it. <laughs> right. Be like, well, you just need to give me a new house. Well, that ain't it. Well, you need to cook more. Well, that ain't it. Well, a lot of times what's missing is, is, is what we have in us. Obviously, what's missing is our heart. And a lot of times people don't know what those things are. So a lot of times what we do, uh, like what we do in, the, in life, we know something's missing. We don't know what it is. But we're about to find out what it is. Because when God activates his anointing, we're going to see that that's what's been missing. But God takes his time because he's preparing his gifts. He's preparing his gifts. He's taking them through a process where their will gets out of the way where they don't um, uh, contaminate his anointing, right? Where they don't contaminate because the adversary would try to twist you like he is twisted. Remember, he was the anointed cherubim. <laughs> he was the anointed cherubim. But you'll see he was... He started out with power, but he never did what it took to have authority. We'll, we'll get into that in a second. <laughs> we'll get into that. Don't jump ahead. We'll get into it. All right, so the earnest expectation of the creature waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. So 
waiting for us. Uh, verse 20, it says, For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who subjected the same in hope. So it's saying that when we first was born in this world and sin, we were subject, we were bound by our own vanity. That's that will getting in the way. This is but not, it's not that that's what we wanted to do. It's just being injected into this earth realm, born in sin and shape and iniquity, as it says in Psalm, like we are, uh, but that's why we have to be born again, right? John chapter three, we have to be, uh, we can't conform to this world of vanity. We have to transform by the renewal of our mind. And we embrace what the God says in his word. We position ourselves where he can release his powers anointing through us. And then verse 21, it says, because the creature itself also shall be delivered from bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. The, I, I'm going to read, I didn't list this, but I'll read verse 22. It says, for we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth and pain together until now. It says, not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit, the redemption of our body. Right? So, so what it's saying is like, like everything in this world is groaning for the activation of the anointed, where birds will be destroyed and removed. Uh, always like in this passage, uh, all creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God to the Lion King. So the movie in the Lion King, you know, you had um, uh, Mufasa and Simba. Simba was supposed to be the next king. Uh, Scar was hating and created a way to kill the dad but scare the, the, the heir, <laughs> heirs, heirs, the heir away from his throne. So he goes out and in the jungle in fear and he's, you know, he's eating bugs and, you know, like, this is a shame, really, when you look at it. So here he's a king, but he's, he's playing with a pig and a war hog or whatever, eating bugs and stuff like that. He's supposed to be king of a throne. And, you know, of course, the movie showed him when he ran, he was a child. About the child, speaking a child, thought a child, understood as a child. But in the movie, he grew up, he became a lion, but he still saw himself as a, a cub. He had an improper image of himself. So here he's supposed to be heir to a throne, supposed to be sitting on a throne, and with him in position, the Bible says when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. With him in position, people would be rejoicing. People would have hope. People operate different when they have hope. See, when you have... Uh, like, like, like when the uh, disciples was rolling with Jesus. Like, they, you know, they was rolling with a little, you know, with a little swag. What'd you say? I didn't hear you. Was that a little blasphemy? Oh, I didn't think so. But Jesus standing right there, you know what I'm saying? You know, like big brother standing right there. And so when, 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 when the sons of God, when the activated anointed are in position, everything starts to flow different. And so all creation, see, sometimes they don't know what, why they complain. Like you see family members tripping and people, uh, you know, I know you call them the hating. Uh, maybe, maybe a little hating there. But what it is is something's missing in their life. And what's missing is you in position to remove the burdens and yokes. To clear a path. For them to actually see. See, see, when you start operating in this power, 
you're a greater witness, but you're more brilliant. It, it, think of the word in terms of illumination. You're more attractive. So I, you're more, I don't know what you have, what you're doing, but I want it. But not when you're, you're, uh, you're, you're not operating in that restrained retaliation. See, that sufferings of this present time, you may be allowing yourself to, to look humiliated. You know, you know, humiliation leads to elevation in the kingdom, right? How many of you in the sight of God be as often in due time? You may look uh, weak. You may look uh, unassuming. You know, uh, do I have that for you? All right, let's, let's keep going because I, I have a scripture that speaks to that. But let's keep going because I, I want to make sure I, I'm obedient to get this word in. Right, let's go to John chapter 1, verses 11 and 12. John chapter 1, verses 11 and 12. Thank you, Holy Spirit. All right, so verse 11 says, He came into his own, and his own received him not. Right? It says, but, look, but as many as received him, to them gave he what? to become the sons of God even to them that believe on his name so remember all creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God Christ shows up so he can give the sons of God what they need to manifest as sons of God that's power right but he came into his own and they received him not but as many as received him reverenced him and submitted to his authority those he gave power to become sons of God. See, he's not going to give you power if you don't submit to his authority because you're going to use the power for yourself. So you have to submit to what you want to draw from. You have to submit to what you want to draw from. See, power must operate within authority. Like, like if, you, if you think about, you think about uh, just power in general, like right now, there's power running all around through this building and stuff like that, but it's submitted to the, the rubber and the wires and the transformers and things like that. It ain't all over the place, right? And so sometimes if you give people power, but they're not submitted to authority, they can't handle that power. They misappropriate that power, i.e. the anointed cherubim, <laughs> right? You know, they just, they, 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 uh, they think their power is for them. See, to have the ability to remove burdens and yokes, it's about others, it's not about self. It's about others, it's not about self. But if it's just about, yeah, I'm anointed, just so you, what? People just walk around and tell you anointed? You know, just so you, you know, you, you can, uh, <laughs> you can go live? <laughs> no. It's about living more than going live, <laughs> living by faith and, and, and living to uh, benefit others, to, to love on others, to impact others' lives. So, so let me just keep rolling. So, so the scripture says in Revelations 5, let's go to Revelations 5. We, 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 we talked about a little bit of this and signs of the time. Because again, where where the the, the anointing is it, the anointed to be activated, you want to be one that's activated or released 
to operate in a level of power, there is a criteria that subtly has been always exposed to us and presented to us, but sometimes we un- unconsciously or or just not paying attention didn't didn't know. So Revelations, I told you five, right? Six. It says, and I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne, and of the four beasts, in the midst of the elders stood a lamb, as, keyword, as it had been slain, having seven horns and uh, seven eyes, uh, and with seven spirits of God sent forth in earth. Of course, we talked about this in the, um, in the uh, Signs of the Time teaching. You know, the seven horns uh, represents omnipotent power, you know, complete power. Seven eyes represents uh, the omniscience, you know, uh, the all wisdom. And the, and the seven spirits going to and fro represents uh, omnipresence, omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresence. But here is saying the lamb. Now, now, now here, John is getting a revelation of the last days, and we know uh, this particular lamb, as you, as, as, as you will continue to read, was worthy to open the book of life. Nobody could open it. No man had passed the test to have the authority to, re, to open the, to release the seals on the book of life. Nobody, the, the scripture says in Philippians 2, Jesus was obedient unto death. That was a part of passing the test. It says, I'm not here to do my will, I'm here to do the will of the Father. That was a part of the test, right? It was complete humility. Like complete humility. And then even in position where you've passed the test, you have all power. Because remember he said, God has given me all power in heaven and earth. You have all power. But your presentation, because when you study it out, John, everybody was looking for, they were, <laughs> they was looking for a lion. <laughs> they was looking for a lion, but they saw a lamb. But they didn't just see a lamb. They saw a lamb as it was slain. Why is that significant? The Bible says Satan is traveling to and fro as what? As a roaring lion. He, so, in other words, his, his, his uh, presentation is as a lion, but on the end inside, he's probably even less than a lion. <laughs> right? But he, he looks like. So, so, do we want to look like we got power or do we want to have power? So, Jesus, Jesus' presentation looks as this is good. Me and my wife were talking about this the other day. You know, because sometimes you, you, you can, in the kingdom as you're growing, you can look as you're powerless. You can look as you're, you don't, you're, you don't have any uh, wisdom. You can look like you don't have any power. You look like, like, like you, you, you're not packing. But you got to know you have power. It ain't about how you look. It ain't about what they say. It's about who you are. And Christ knows I had all power. Like, what's his peer pressure at this point? Like, what's his peer pressure? None. So, he, so it says he looked unassuming. He looked unintimidating, but had more power than anybody in anybody besides God. Right? Does that make sense? And so, this is the key. How did he get all his power? He submitted to authority, so he has authority. Remember Matthew eight. Uh, was Matthew 8 and the, uh, the centurion came to Jesus and said, he said, man, hey, uh, uh, Jesus heal my servant. And he says, uh, he says, okay, heal your servant. He says, um, 
He said, sure, no problem. Just come to your house. He said, whoa, 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 whoa. He said, he says, Master, you don't have to come to my house. He says, you don't have to come to my house at all. He said, he said, listen, I understand how this operates. He says, look, I am a man, he's a centurion, under authority, and I have, so I'm, I'm submitted to authority, and I have people under me submitted to my authority. He says, I tell, I say, go and they go, and I say, come and they come. I say, do this and do that. He says, so all you got to do is speak the word. What he was saying is, I've been watching you. You're submitted to God's authority. So when you speak the word, everything, sickness, disease, whatever, has to submit to you. See, we're looking for things to be, whatsoever you bound on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. We're looking for things to change in our life. Some of us ain't submitted to nobody. Like we like submission to us is a weakness, not a power. But remember, humiliation leads to elevation. Now, that, that's, that's a whole other teaching for another time. But, you know, you can check it out. Uh, Humility by Andrew Murray. Give a shout out to my sister. She's, she's exposed me to that book. So here we have strength out of apparent weakness out of, as opposed to the devil who has weakness out of apparent strength, right? And so, so, so the anointing is looking for the lamb in you, not the lion. The anointing is looking for the lamb in you, not the lion. See, if we read through the scripture, the lion is seeking to devour. The lamb seeks to empower. So I can activate you as the anointing because I know you're going to take that power and empower others. Your cup will run over to fill up other people's cups. Not your cup is running over to take folk out, right? Uh, jockey for position, <laughs> right? Does that make sense? The lion seeks to devour. The lamb seeks to empower, all right? And so, 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 we have to learn through this particular time to not despise being covert. Don't despise being covert. You know, like, like you know, the, the person that's challenged with being covert, like some people challenge being at home right now, you know, they, they all, like instead of embracing the, uh, the, the isolation, the, si the silent times, People are, are pressing to do something to satisfy their flesh. Well, you have to trust that what God has for you will be, your cup will run over, will be more than fulfilling for you, right? But so this, the sufferings of this present time is not worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed in us. This, the, the restrained retaliation, the not allowing the flesh to do some of the things it wants to do. Let's go to Acts chapter 10. Verse 38, Acts chapter 10, verse 38. The activation of the anointed. Is there one? <laughs> Is there one? <laughs> Woo, I hear you, Holy Spirit. So Acts of, uh, chapter 10, verse 38. Look, it says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. It says, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with them. See, that's an example of, 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 of operating an anointing. He went about doing good, healing everything walking, right? 
It says, because God was with them. See, the thing about the anointing, the anointing can't detach itself from the distributor. The anointing can't, that power is, is, that power is an extension of the source. It's not independent of the source. So when God activates you in an anointing, you're, he's, he's extending his power through you, right? He's not giving his power to you. It's a difference. See, you know, because if we take possession of it, sometimes we don't know what to do um, uh, with things. So God was with him. Now, I was, uh, as I was meditating on this, uh, Ty Bailey, when he was uh, doing our fast week, you know, here at the church we have, uh, it's coming up in June. So, uh, well, that's a whole other conversation. But uh, uh, every quarter we do a fast week and we have people from the church, not myself, but. That, that we'll share during this week. So Ty was sharing, and he, was, uh, he had been spending some time listening to uh, Kenneth Hagin, and he was talking about the three anointings. And so, you know, Kenneth Hagin broke them down, you know, a little different than uh, uh, Benny Hinn, but they paralleled. So he broke down the uh, uh, individual anointing, the ministry gift anointing, and the corporate anointing. The individual anointing, the ministry gift anointing, the corporate anointing. And so, so Ty's point was like, when, when we are in agreement, uh, you know, God can really move. Or he says, you know, walk in the expectation for God to move. So, the, so if, we, if we're in agreement with what God has been telling us, and, he, and, and you know, Ty is good for this. Like, he, he, will, uh, he can show you everything that, that God has been doing and what we, you know, what God has been teaching um, that's what I love about him, love because he's paying attention. And uh, so this particular teaching, is, is, so I had his, I had his truck one day, uh, I was moving some stuff, and I called my wife. I said, "Babe, are you playing Kenneth Hagin?" She was like, "Nah," but Ty was playing on his phone. I had just gotten his truck, and so when he was teaching, he talked about those three anointings: the individual anointing, the ministry gift anointing, the corporate anointing. But it parallels to when we were teaching on the anointings, and some of this information was from. Uh, Benny's, Benny Hinn's book on the anointing, uh, the leper's anointing, the priestly anointing, and the kingly anointing. So the individual anointing, it would be the, the leper's anointing. You know, that's when you first come and you give your life to Christ. Um, you know, uh, Kenneth Hagin said everybody has that anointing. But then that ministry gift anointing, that's the priestly anointing because that's, you know, when you first give your life to Christ, you experience the indwelling of the spirit. So that's an anointing everyone has that, Everyone is, you know, living for God. And then, so, so that's the indwelling. You know, the, the Spirit is dwelling in you, but, but you don't just want the Spirit dwelling in you. You want the Spirit to fill you up. Well, that's called the infilling because it's not from, it's from the inside out. You know, it shall be like a, war, a, well, a well of water and you springing up to everlasting life is what the Scripture says. You know, uh, uh, shall be, be like rivers of water. It says, the this he spake of the Holy Ghost. John chapter 3, verse 37 to 39. But here you have that ministry gift for that priestly anointing. And, it, you know, it's anointing to serve. But then that kingly anointing, that's that corporate anointing. You know, it's, 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 it's when there was an outpouring of the Spirit. So when God activates his anointing, his anointing, there are individuals that are indwelled with power. There are, uh, there are people that has gone to another level of that infilling and they have the gifts and they've been 
Uh, you've seen uh, sprinkles of these gifts and services and, uh, and, you know, conversations and fellowships and things of that nature. Uh, you see the, uh, the word of knowledge, which is somebody's talked about what's going on in your life or talked about what's, uh, what's happened in your life, the word of wisdom. Somebody's talking about your future. You're like, man, how did they know? Like, but they weren't even trying to talk. They were just talking. They were like, wait a minute. Was you at my house? Or, you know, people operating in prophecy. Some people operating in the gift of faith. You know, have you seen those gifts operating here at the church? The gift of healing, seeing people healed. You know, just like uh, uh, the situation with Minister Lamar at the last fast week. You know, where different people have been comas or, you know, uh, uh, Stella being healed from cancer. Uh, working of miracles. Uh, uh, tongues, interpretation of tongues. So you've seen those things in operation. But see, all those are like... Uh, Mini camps. <laughs> They're like mini camps, you know. Uh, but there's, there, there, there's the real deal is about to happen. And, and, and that's when the, the, the pouring out, the, the outpouring, you know. Like you, you have different people talking, you know. Listen, every time there's any type of crisis, everybody talks about revival. I'm just, I just, I'm just saying. I'm not saying that people are off. I'm just saying if you, if you talk about it so much out of uh, sensationalism or just inspiration, you're going to water down what God's trying to do. But, but when God makes a move, listen, you don't, have to, you don't have to show up, have no flyers. Today's revival. Listen, when, when revival happens, guarantee you, what, you'll find out about it when it's happening. Right? And, and, but that corporate anointing will kick in. So let's go to Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. This is, uh, remember he told them, uh, you'll be endowed with power. And he says, after the, uh, you, you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost will come upon you. In Acts chapter 1, verse 8, and Luke 24, 49. But Acts chapter 2, verses 2 through 4. So this is, Christ don't talk about some, something that doesn't manifest, right? So verse 2, it says, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven. <laughs> uh, as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. So let's, let's not, like, mistake was taking place here. It's obvious the presence and power of God is in the house. Like, it ain't just, you know, you know, you know somebody screaming. It's, it's obvious the power of God is here. Verse 3, it says, And there appeared unto them cloving tongues as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. Right, this is, this is the Pentecost. Pentecost is... Um, uh, 50 years they had a, a year of jubilee but it was after uh, 7 times 7 is 49 every 7 years they would release people of their burdens and yokes right and then 7 times that 7th time will be 49 the 50 year be year of jubilee and people will come from all over it says and the uh, cloven tongues fell upon each of them verse 4 it says and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them, gave them utterance. Now, this is uh, the gift of tongues. So, 1 Corinthians 12. This is not 1 Corinthians 14, devotional tongues. Individually, people are, the Scripture says when you pray in an unknown tongue, you're, you're praying unto God, right? But it says when you prophesy, speaking the gifts of tongues, you know, that's God moving to, to try to edify the body so there should be a level of interpretation. Well, we know it's interpretation because you keep reading here. And it was like, man, they speaking in our language. So, so it wasn't something that, that 
Like, I might not understand what Jimmy's saying, but Pete go, oh, I know exactly what he's saying. That's my language. Let me tell you what he just said, man. He just glorified God in my language. This is what's taking place, the power of God. But this was Joel. This is spoken by the prophet Joel. Uh, in verse 17, uh, Peter talked about that. He says, he said, God said he's poured out his spirit on all flesh, right? This is uh, it's what it says, uh, old men shall dream dreams, young men, old men shall have vision and young men shall dream dreams, right? So, so, so what we're saying is, I'm going to activate. He, he was saying, Joel prophesied this, I'm going to activate the anointing. Acts chapter 2, I'm activating the anointing, the anointing. God's saying, I'm going to activate the anointing. I'm going to pour out my spirit and you're going to see uh, signs, wonders, and miracles. You see it now, Second uh, um, Chronicles 5, we're going to go there. You see it now through uh, with some of you experiencing doing this crisis, you're having a lot of very intricate dreams. See, because what you don't realize is a lot of less noise because you're not, you can't go around compromise. You can't hang out uh, with, with some of the things that have been short-circuiting short or dousing the anointing in you. So your gifts are being stirred up more and more. And some people are dismissing it, but it's a reason for that because God is uh, trying to show us some things to come. All right, let's uh, 2 Chronicles 5, 13 and 14. It says, that, and it, came, it came even to pass as the trumpeters and singers were as one agreement, is what Ty talked about when he taught, to make one sound, to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord, and when they lifted up their voice with, uh, uh, with the trumpets and the cymbals and the instruments of music and praised the Lord, saying, for he is good and his mercy endureth forever, that then the house was filled with a cloud, even the house of the Lord, so that the priests could not stand to minister by reason of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord had filled the house of God. See, there, there was a, uh, an activation taking place. There was an activation taking place. And so, so, so what God is, 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 is trying to challenge us with, you know, we've been learning, uh, you, know, you know, to be unshakable, uh, uh, to put the pictures and pieces together, uh, have heart seeds. We've been learning a lot of things that God is trying to, you know, to, to have momentum, uh, to walk in new beginnings, all these are just little pieces to God's ultimate plan. So this is a season. So, you know, in times like this, there's a lot of uh, 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 restoration. And so the anointing is at a higher level when there's restoration because there's, a not, there's not a lot short-circuiting the signal. You can, you can create a lot more harmony uh, when... You have a lot less things in the way. So I'm going to read uh, Luke chapter 4. We're going to uh, close with Luke chapter 4. just wanted to get us started here on this, um, this new teaching, the activation of the anointed. And I pray that the Lord is talking about you as one who will be activated. All right, so this, this, this is quite a few scriptures, so, you know, just bear with me. You have it. Uh, you have what I'm going to read. 
But I'm, you know, I might be going a little fast here, so that's why I said bear with me. All right, but I'm going to highlight a couple things. I'm going to highlight verse 1. And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led of the Spirit in the wilderness. So this is Luke 4, 1, which is parallel to Matthew's 4, when after, or Matthew's 3, Jesus was anointed. So remember I said he didn't do nothing, no miracles to after he was anointed. So the Spirit fell on him like a dove after John baptized him. But this is Luke giving more of a breakdown uh, of, of what took place. So similar to after all the tests, the Holy Spirit took him right into the wilderness. See, that's the thing. Like, this is right after uh, God said, this is my son who I'm well pleased. Look, I'm well pleased because he stayed submitted. And so he's right on track for all power. He stayed submitted to my authority through whatever came at him. He, the devil kept trying to tempt him to use, use his, uh, his own might, trying to pull him out of the suffering of this present time, restrained taliation. You know, the scripture tells us to suffer with Christ. We be just thinking about the whips and stuff like that, and I get all that. Uh, that was, he did that for us. No, the greatest level of suffering for him was having the power to affect the situation, but not using it for himself, only using it when God released him to use it. And, and so at this point, he says, this is my son on well please. He even went and said, John baptized me. He could have been like, listen, dude, you were here to prepare the way for me. So what you need to do is flip this thing around. I know you've been baptizing all these people in the wilderness, but I'm about to make this happen right now. John even said, nah, dude, like, I'm not even worried, worthy to tie your shoes. You should be baptizing me. He said, no, no, suffer it to be so. I need to be baptized by you. I have to complete my obedience. I have to complete my level of su submission. He's washing the disciples' feet. See, his whole thing was, I'm submitting to authority because I have authority coming. It wasn't, look, the scripture says Jesus endured the cross because of the glory, the power, the anointing, the all power that was set before him. Jesus was looking past the cross to the crown. He was looking beyond what he had to go through. He was looking at what he was going to. Like, so he wasn't just, like, we'd be thinking our whole life, well, you know, I'm just suffering for the Lord. I, don't, I ain't looking for nothing. I don't want nothing. I don't, I don't even focus on all that. Christ did. Hebrews 12. Christ did. He, he, he said he endured the cross because of the glory that was set before him. He was even praying. He said, man, the glory that you promised me, you can give me now. He said, you can give him the glory that you gave me too. <laughs> he said, look, I kept all of them. I haven't lost nobody. I was totally obedient to what your plan was. Right? And so, so right after that, right after all that, this is my son I well please. So you're going through, you know, 30 years. <laughs> you're going through like, man, these, these people crazy because, you, know, I, I, you know, people dogging you out. Yeah, you know, that's a nice, he's a carpenter. Man, that's a nice bench, but it ain't all that. Jesus made it. <laughs> and you want to say, dude, you, you criticizing me. I created the power to make a bench. But you criticizing, but he, you know, he's just rolling with it, just rolling with it, unassuming, you know. You know, just unassuming. And God said, this is my son who I'm well pleased. He got the ultimate endorsement. All y'all talking about me. God shows up in the midst of letting everybody know, yo, if there's going to be any question, this is my son. 
who I'm well pleased. Right after that, he goes into the wilderness. See, we go, I don't understand. I just got to this certain platform. Why is this happening? Yeah, because there's one thing to have completed a level. There's another thing to show that everything that you completed is in you. It's not something you just did to, to pass through. There's one thing if I'm going to school to be a surgeon and I've learned all the material and I got A's all the way through. But they're going to test you. That's why you have residency. They're going to test you to see if you can actually do the surgery. It, it ain't just knowing how to do the surgery. Oh, yeah, I know what that is. Well, that's the third, fourth artery that's normally next to the aorta. So what you want to do is you want to double that over, uh, slice that uh, with two centimeters, and then once you do the centimeters, you want to make sure you tie it, but you don't want to use any type of uh, stitches. You want to use uh, the stitches that are synthetic, uh, normally uh, shipped from Japan. That's nice that you know all that, but when it's time to do the surgery, you're like, and you, and which one did I have to do? No, you see, so Christ is being trained for all power. And then now he's passed the test and God trained him the biggest test. Let me see how he handles success. Yeah, I have to just be quiet again, man, because I know that's, that, that's some of our biggest challenge. Some of our biggest challenges is what? Resting in success. And so, so Christ gets success. He, he, he takes him to the wilderness. I know I took a whole lot of time just on this one scripture. Right. And it says he uh, and Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost returned from Jordan and was led by the spirit in the wilderness. Now he's going to the ultimate test. It says being 40 days tempted of the devil. And, and in those days he did eat nothing. And when they were ended, he afterward was hungry. So after he had went through the 40 days of fast and the devil said unto him, if if look, if thou be the son of God, remember, you know, gave he power to be the sons of God. He said, if thou be the son of God, command this stone to be made in the bread. So now he's trying to get him to prove himself, right? Look, look, it is written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. So that's, that's, a, that's a key to the activation of the anointing. We got to live by the word of God. <laughs> and the devil taking him up into a high mountain and showed him all the, the kingdoms uh, of the world in a moment of time. Right, and the devil said unto him, "All this power, keyword. Remember, we got to read closely. This power, not all power. This power will I give thee, uh, and the glory of them, for that is delivered unto me, to whomsoever I will give it. If therefore thou wilt worship me, all shall be thine." And Jesus answered, said unto him, "Get thee behind me, Satan." For it is written, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Key number two to the activated anointing. Activated anointing. Worship God and only serve him. It says, and he brought him uh, to Jerusalem and set him on a pinnacle of the temple and said unto him, if thou be the son of God. Again, he's, he, he's questioning his power and anointing. Cast thyself down from thence. For it is written, he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep, to keep thee. And, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. And Jesus answered and said unto him, It is said, Thou shalt not tempt, 
test the Lord thy God. So what it's saying is, because I have power, I'm not, like let's say, I have the power to, uh, no weapon formed against me can prosper. Well, I'm not going to go out in front of a bus. All right, God, you're just going to have to prove that this power is true. No, I'm not doing that. When I need not to get hit by a bus, the power will be available, right? So that's key number three. It says, and when the devil had ended all the temptations, he departed from him for a season. See, he departs for a season to see if there's another opportunity he can tempt you to not pass the test because he doesn't want you anointed because he lost his anointing, not being submitted to authority and not being able to handle it. So he wants you to, to experience that. Right, but look at what happened in verse 14. Now remember in verse one, it says Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost, right? In verse 14, it says, and Jesus returned in the power of the spirit in the Galilee and there went, went out a fame of him throughout all the region round about. And he taught in the synagogues and being glorified of all. Now, now he, he became famous after he, God endorsed him. He went through tests. He, he, he mastered the three keys to maintain his anointing. And then it says he was famous. It didn't say he was trying to be famous. He didn't say he asked to be famous. It said he was famous. And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up as his uh, custom was. Look, he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up as his custom was. Key word, as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on a Sabbath day and stood up to read. So his custom was going to church. I just thought I slipped that in there. In verse 17, it says, and there was delivered unto him, him the book of I." Uh, the book of the prophet Isaiah and when he had opened the book he found a place where it was written the spirit of the Lord power of God the anointing is upon me because he has anointed look he has anointed me what to preach the gospel to the poor so that's a key to when you're activated right them that are without right so what does the poor need they need the gospel to know that they have the power not to be without it says, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. What does the brokenhearted need? They need healing. To preach deliverance to the captives. Recovering of sight to the blind. Remember, we fight in the sea. Uh, to set at liberty them that are bruised. Look, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. That's, that's Jubilee. That's, that's what we talked about at Pentecost. That's no more burdens and yokes. See, the, the activation of the anointed will be activated to remove burdens and yokes, right? And so, so that's what's, it, you know, um, that's what I want us to lock in on. And we saw some things that we need to do to prepare ourselves uh, to handle some of uh, what's coming to equip ourselves. Again, advanced information. So it's going to take what we talked about, master life today, some self-discipline, some consistency, uh, Avoiding some of the excuses that sometimes we try to make. Uh, it's going to take uh, transitioning uh, or, or, or stopping some of those things. All right, so let's, let's, let's pray um, because this all starts. I do want to say this. Like, we, you can't even do this if you're not born again. Like, it starts with, uh, remember, he came into his own and they received him not. But to them that received him gave, them, gave he power the anointing to become the sons of God, right? To walk in all creation away for the manifestation of the sons of God. It starts with us being born again. Because scripture says in John chapter three, it says, you know, except you, if you're not born again, you can't uh, see the kingdom of God. Unless you're born of the water and of the spirit, you can't enter in the kingdom of God. And Nicodemus says, well, 
I can't be born twice. I'm going to go back in my mother's womb. He said, no, you were born of water to be birthed into the earth realm. Now you got to be submerged in the spirit and the power and presence of God to go into the heaven realm. And so that takes place when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. So before we get into our offering and different things like that, I, I want to take the time to pray for those that have never accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. I think, it's, I think this is, is, is important. And now you have an, a, an understanding of how God wants to bring us back uh, in harmony with him. And he sent Christ to do that, right? And then um, sometimes we've, uh, we was trying to live for God and we've backslidden. We've slid back. We were climbing to closer with God and we slid back into sin. But the Bible says if you confess, agree that I've sinned, I've missed it. God is faithful to forgive you of the sin and cleanse you of the unrighteousness, the guilt or the weight of that sin in 1 John 1, 9. All right, so we want to pray for you to, uh, for you to rededicate yourself. And then we've been talking about the Holy Spirit. The scripture says you shall receive power, but we have to uh, invite the Holy Spirit in our lives. Uh, not just the indwelling at salvation, but that infilling uh, to, where, that, where our cup runs over, like David said in Psalm 23. So, so we want to um, pray for you to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And then you, the Lord may have been leading on your heart for a long time to be uh, part of a, a, a church family. The scripture says if you're planted in a house, you'll flourish in the courts. The day to be planted in the house of God will flourish in the courts in Psalm 92, 13. So you may want to plant yourself at Ayers Christian Center Church. You may want to connect. You know, we can't be like trees all over the place. We have to be planted to have our roots in a soil so we can flourish in our lives. When a tree is planting, its roots are getting consistent soil is when it flourishes. And sometimes we desire to flourish, but we just haven't planted ourselves. So I want to pray for those four things, salvation, rededication, baptism of the Holy Spirit. And if you're so led to be a part of the church, um, we, we have some information on a, uh, that we'll put on the screen uh, later. And if I didn't, we don't have the information, we'll have it. <laughs> well, you can always, uh, uh, I'll tell you at the end, I'll tell you at the end. So, so let's pray. Uh, Father God, we just lift up those that in need of salvation, rededication, baptism of the Holy Spirit, or, or to be a part of the heirs family members at Heirs Christian Center Church. Lord, we ask, Lord, that you uh, uh, move on their hearts to attach their faith to, again, what you've afforded us, your death, burial, and resurrection, uh, your forgiveness and your love, your Holy Spirit to comfort us and lead us and guide us in this life. And you've created a, a, a place of uh, refuge and fellowship, just as it was your custom, a place where they can establish their custom of spending time in your word, the time in your presence and time in your house, in Jesus' name. All right, so if, if somebody's on, that, on the screen and and you want uh, Christ to come in your life for the first time, I want you to repeat this prayer after me. And hopefully people are at home repeating the prayer just in agreement by faith through the airways. Say, uh, I want you to repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus, you are the Christ, son of the living God. I believe you died for me. And God raised you from the dead. Come in my heart, Lord Jesus. Dwell within my heart. Holy Spirit, I've accepted Jesus 
as my Lord and Savior. Come in my heart. Fill me up. Assist me in being a witness for God. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if that was you, we want to welcome you uh, into the kingdom. We want to ask that you contact us at, uh, at your service at airscc.org. I apologize. We don't have that on the screen. <laughs> well, we will in the upcoming weeks. We're, we're getting better and better. But at your service at airscc.org, you know at your service at aircc.org. And then we'll give you a call and talk to you. Uh, we'll have the phone number and information up for you next week. Okay, so at this time, uh, we, we would like to do our offering here at Air Christian Center Church. We do one offering. And we believe that uh, uh, people will give as a purpose in their heart. So we do do tithe. We believe in giving uh, 10% of of the 10% seed of the, the harvest that God has given us. And we believe God to take that and use that to uh, help us to be fruitful, multiply, and replenish, as it says in Genesis. So it's, it's, it's as simple as that. If you're so led, you want to give, um, you can, based on the website that, that should be on the screen, you can, uh, on the website, you can give it, uh, uh, you can hit the tab that says give. It'll have our cash app information and it'll also have uh, the PayPal information. If, if you're a little skittish about that, at the bottom of the website, it has our addresses. It has our P.O. Box 7064, P.O. Box 7064, uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28241. <laughs> and then our, our church address, 10301. I got to do a better job, make sure we have that stuff for you. 10301 Harwood Lane Harwood H-A-R-W-O-O-D um, Charlotte, North Carolina 28214 <laughs> Alright, so um, uh, if you're so led uh, if you have been so led to give I just want to pray for you see those that gave online those that's those given during the week those that's given by mail uh, those that's given in the house um, we just want to attach our faith to that wave, uh, do a wave offering over your, your seed so Father God we thank you and praise you for those that tithe uh, Lord you say you poured our blessing we have room enough to receive you say you rebuke the devourer for our sake and our vine won't cast forth fruit before it's time things that we produce that we produce will be in a perfect time a perfect season perfect resource you also said we give offering is given unto us Give measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over, men giving into our bosom. So we just thank and praise you for the uh, the uh, the harvest on all seeds sown. Uh, you said if we don't run to our sealed houses, but we take care of your sealed house, Lord, you said that we won't be putting money in bags with holes in it. We won't be purchasing clothes, but we still not warm. We won't be eating food, but we still don't have enough. Um, so we thank and praise you for, you know, everything that we have lasts longer, is a lot stronger because we're covenant with you and your house and your kingdom first. So we, we're doing our side of the covenant so we know you'll meet your side. 
We thank and praise you for every seed sown. We wave an offering over those seeds. Thank you for being a blessing to the kingdom, being a blessing for Harris Christian Center Church, um, being a blessing to the body of Christ in general. Um, in Jesus' name, amen. All right, well, thank you guys for your time and attention. We're going to have some announcements. Pastor Melanie is going to give you some announcements real quick. Uh, after the announcements, uh, we'll sign off. Hopefully, we'll see you on um, uh, Wednesday for Signs of the Time. Awesome, awesome word. Oh, my gosh. Are you ready to walk in the burden-removing, yoke-destroying power of God? You want to go ahead and rewind this teaching so it can get in your spirit and soul uh, so you can activate the anointing in your life. All right, so ladies, uh, One Night with the King, uh, we are still in the planning stage. Um, I believe that God has afforded us an opportunity to have more time. Um, and so we're excited about... Uh, what he's going to do, actually, uh, this theme or this the theme this year is called Show Me Your Glory. So I think the timing of this word is so perfect for what God is going to be doing on that evening. Uh, right now, uh, everything is tentative, obviously, until the stay at home is lifted. Uh, but uh, we are probably looking at sometime in early part of July. Uh, baptisms are also on stay. Um, or on hold, should I say, and uh, hopefully we'll get some uh, news on that. Uh, Airborne Summer Camp is tentatively scheduled for June 8th to August the 28th. Further information uh, will be given as we continue to monitor the stay-at-home order. Donations to heirs, again, can be uh, received at HEIRS. Uh, uh, cc.org um, and there you can actually access our cash app information um, and then as pastor said you can also uh, mail your donations as well as do a bank draft through your bank uh, speaking of donations we have been uh, asked from Amazon Smile Foundation to participate in their uh, giving campaign I guess well I don't know if it's a campaign but they uh, actually looked us up and called us and uh, and asked if we would want to uh, participate. But basically, if you already have, uh, you know, access to Amazon and you use Amazon on a regular basis, they're asking if you would go to Amazon Smile or SmileAmazon.com and just uh, there's a drop-down button. Just select Heirs Christian Center Church as your charitable organization. And what Amazon does is they actually will give, I believe it's like 0.5% for every sale that uh, is done. So there's no fee added to the person who's actually buying or purchasing anything. It's just Amazon's way of giving back. So uh, that would help out the church uh, tremendously. So please avail yourself to that. Again, you go to Amazon Smile or I think it's Am Smile Amazon and select Ayers Christian Center Church as your charitable organization. Attention, youth ages 13 to 19. Join Air Force Youth and Young Adult Ministry via Zoom every Thursday at 7 o'clock. And they, they uh, typically discuss all exciting and relevant issues that youth can deal with. Uh, once again, after the stay-at-home order is lifted, we will resume having our Air Force meetings actually in the Air Force uh, meeting room. Ladies... 
Please join us actually every Thursday for Girl Talk. Um, and this year we have uh, opted to do Girl Talk on via Zoom. And it has been phenomenal. We've got some wonderful things in store, uh, some, some very uh, different out-of-the-box uh, type of uh, uh, event or programming for you and so please avail yourselves of that again that is going to be held every Thursday at 7 p.m. and uh, we we really uh, looking forward to having you join us men all men all over the world here uh, guy talk conference call is held every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Uh, they've been having a wonderful time from what I understand um, and you know it, it's just powerful for what I understand master life discipleship training is now live you can also join uh, every Sunday at 915 and uh, please avail yourselves to that because the the, the the bottom line is we all need to be discipled and the discipleship training class will teach you how to walk this life out intercessory prayer we have that every day Monday through Friday and that's at 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. Uh, and uh, we uh, we actually uh, have been doing this for quite some time. I do want to make mention that we also have a prayer line. If you have a prayer request, you can actually uh, email your prayer request. And I'm telling you, you will get a prayer that is, is, is not just, Lord bless your family. It'll be an extensive prayer that will speak to your needs. Uh, what you would do for that is go to uh, prayers at H-E-I-R-S-C-C dot org. Again, that's prayers at H-E-I-R-S-C-C dot org. And then we have corporate prayer. Um, of course, obviously, we have the stay at home. Uh, however, we still uh, would like to avail you or make it available for you to have corporate prayer with us um, Wednesday at 7 p.m. Uh, and then Sunday morning um, at, I believe, 8.30, 8.30 to 9.15. So please, please, please come and join us uh, online for that as well. And I believe that's it. Now, we do want to encourage you, you know, if you like the word, if you got blessed by the word, we encourage you to share the word. If you share the word, then God can really get glorified and you'll be a part of this uh, end time harvest that God is doing in the land. And so we encourage you to share the word. Uh, even put like on uh, your page. Um, uh, and uh, if, if you're on Twitter or um, Instagram, or we're, we're pretty much on everything. So, And we're also, uh, we broadcast on TV Access 21 here in Charlotte, as well as Faith Extreme TV, uh, which is in Australia. So Ayers is on the, on the go, and we're reaching the world. Um, and uh, we're excited for what God is doing. So we're, let's go before the throne and pray. Uh, Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank and praise you for just this time in your word, Lord God. We thank and praise you for this opportunity, Father, to worship you, to praise you, to magnify you, to listen to you, to hear your word, Lord God. I thank you for every ear out there that was open to hear what you had to say and every heart was open to receive what it is that you have to say. Holy Spirit, our 
true and living God. You're the true and living, you know, you're, you're the, our helper, our comforter, our standby. You are our intercessor. You, you do, you, you, you're just an amazing central figure in this earth. And so we uh, ask for your leading to guide us as we decrease. We're asking that you would increase in your power and your anointing, that burden removing, yoke destroying power of God. And we're expecting for revival in this land, Lord God. We're expecting for lives to be changed, resurrected, and transformed, Lord God, by your word in the name of Jesus, Father. I plead the blood of Jesus over every person under the sound of my voice. The blood of Jesus keeps you, protects you, and covers you against all evil, hurt, or harm in the name of Jesus. We thank you that the blood of Jesus right now is permeating in and out of hospitals right now and hospital rooms right now, healing people from the top of their head to the sole of their feet. All ligaments, cells, tissues, muscles, organs are functioning in the way that you designed it. So send your anointing right now Oh God, send your anointing, send your power, send your glory right now. Send your healing, send your comfort, send your joy, send your peace upon your people right now all over this land, Lord God. And we thank you that the harvest is plenty. We're asking right now, Father, that that you would give us a spirit of evangelism, Lord God, that we will evangelize people in the name of Jesus that we come in contact with every single day. I pray, God, we will not turn a blind eye to these people, but we will yield to the power and the spirit of God and, and allow God to use us to evangelize the world. So God, we lift you up, we magnify you, we exalt your holy name, and we are just blessed to be your children in this land. In the mighty name of Jesus and those that agree with this prayer. Say amen wherever you are. Amen, amen, and amen. <laughs>